0: Hey guys, I just want to say first of all that I hope you and your loved ones are all safe and well during these difficult times. You know, with everything that's happened so far this year, I think it's safe to say that we're all going to look back on 2020 as a year that's changed the entire world as we know it. This week, I thought I would share an interview that Rob did with me on the Avenge Remedy podcast from March this year, where we talk about the potential opportunities the coronavirus crisis might bring and how social media was connecting the world. Guys, this podcast is for you, and to give you the best show possible, I would love to hear what you guys think. So please tell me in the comments or on any of our social media. Now, over to the episode.
1: Okay, so let's kick things off. So as, as you've probably noticed in my other podcasts, I usually kick it off with uh, something a little more uh, easy and not so serious for the first question. So I got a question for you, Charlie. You ready for this? Okay. All right. Cool. So if you were a rock star, dead or alive, doesn't matter, who would you be and why?
0: Uh, Ozzy Osbourne.
1: Oh! <laughs> and why would you pick Ozzy? Um, because,
0: would it be Ozzy? Oh, I don't know. Either him <laughs> or Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury for The Voice, Ozzy Osbourne for The Life Experience, because I've read his book, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah... It, if once you've read Ozzy Osbourne's book, there's, um, yeah, you, you kind of have a slightly different perspective on life. You know, that guy lived, that guy went through some, some shit oh, yeah. uh, and, and he's come out the other side of it, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, in terms of experience, in terms of his crazy life, his crazy family, you know, I just, I think the guy rocks. I think he's awesome.
1: And he's still a pretty kick-ass dad, eh? Like he's, uh, he has that 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 show with his son where they travel around and and that's right yeah like they have a really good relationship like it's it's very unconventional for a relationship but but it works it's uh is that kind of what his book is is based on a bit or no no his his book is really
0: (laughs) about his early lifestyle and going through all of the situations he faced as a rock star um and um yeah, it's, uh, a lot of the crazier times. It's all about his life story from when he started out before he was famous to uh to having children and the effects that you know being a rock star and bringing a family up had um it's uh yeah it's probably some of it's probably not suitable to talk about on a podcast
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's a crazy life like uh i was in a band for a bit and and um we had this producer guy contact us and and he kind of wanted to almost act like a um almost like a record company and and just put us on tour just in canada and and he kind of explained what the process was, and, and it, it's like, it's a really shitty existence. Like, you literally just hop in a van when you're first starting, and you might be sleeping in that van, and you certainly don't get to stay in hotels, because there's not really any money, and it's, it's just a, <laughs> and if you, if you get stuff, paid, it's, it's a miracle. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's basically, you're basically just working for free, or you're basically paying for yourself to go on tour. It's, uh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah okay so now let's get focused on uh, on what's at hand so the whole coronavirus thing and and uh, and how we're gonna stay positive during this because uh, I know both you and I have had some ups and downs during this the last couple of weeks and uh, so I don't want to so much focus on on the challenges but more how the heck we uh, we stay positive during this thing uh, do you okay. want to talk about kind of your experience
0: yeah I mean you know, Of course, there's been a lot of challenges and everyone's faced a lot of challenges, but I think during this and during any crisis or or any um, situation like this, you have two choices, you can sit down cry bitch piss moan about everything that's going wrong or. You can look at what you can do, what is inside of your control, mm-hmm. and you know, for us or for me personally, I start thinking about what opportunities there might be on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs right now, um, but on the flip side, a lot of people are reassessing their priorities uh, in life and actually starting to think about, you know. They're going through the next few weeks without spending as much money, without going out as much um, and start to think, well, do they need to spend that amount of money? Do they need to to buy all those things? Um, they start looking at the commute that they had to work because they're not working, at, you know, they're working from home now. Yes. And start to see the benefits of that. And then they think, hang on a minute, do I need to do a job where I spend two three hours a day commuting up into the city mm-hmm. uh, uh being miserable on a packed train full of people you know so uh and then you've got the fact of people who just don't love what they do or don't even like what yep. they do uh and they're quite likely sitting there thinking well perhaps this is time to improve their skills and their knowledge and learn something new and perhaps go after what they want so you know there's a lot of positive opportunities that a situation like this presents in my opinion
1: yeah you know that's what most and i've been talking about a lot is like i wonder how many people are going, going to when when things do fire back up you know go to their bosses you know be like you know what i did this job from home and i'm doing just as good of a job at home and i can be with my kids and yeah. and and a whole different different family dynamic um you know I wonder how many people are going to give the ultimatum of, you know, either you let me work from home or I quit. You know, like, I wonder if there's going to be much of that that happens because there's so many jobs that people are spending eight hours a day sitting at work. And out of that eight hours, maybe two to four are being productive or really productive. um, Mm -hmm. And they just see the the benefit of, you know, I I could totally do this from home instead of, of sitting in a cubicle all day long, you know it's true and
0: you know I mean for me personally if I'm at home I can do more in three hours or four hours at home than I can in 10 hours when I'm at the showroom now for me uh, in my day job in kitchen design we have to have a showroom because we need a physical (laughs) location and something that people can look at and touch and feel but there's a lot of people who don't need that Um, and if you think about an office environment where people get up every 10, 15 minutes or, you know, even every hour and they go and make a cup of coffee, then they get chatting to one of their colleagues while they're making a cup of coffee. Yep, exactly. They've lost 15, 20 minutes. Then they've got to sit back down, get back into the swing of what they were doing. Uh, the amount of time that's wasted in that big environment is huge. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're on your own and you're at home, one, you've got flexibility uh, and two, you are more productive because you're more focused. There's yeah, no doubt about it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing I like I've especially noticed as being self-employed and, and working from home uh, before and, and now is you, you recognize what your productive times are. Like for me, it's first thing in the morning. And then from like 10 o'clock to like three, yeah. I am not productive. It's just kind of brain fog time. And then again, after supper, <laughs> I, 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 I could do, you know, two days worth of work in like two hours. In, in the evening for some reason it's just it's a much different uh, mindset it's it's you kind of get that second wind and you're just really productive again yeah um yeah so that's it's yeah, that's kind I, of what um, I, i'm really interested to see how that spectrum of the world changes you know because it's definitely there's definitely going to be a change because i think it's going to be an eye-opener for a lot of people that like holy crap i could really change the way i'm working right now
0: and, and exactly and think about the companies that have huge head offices, you know, yeah. you're talking multiple floors of uh, of large buildings and all of a sudden they now have an opportunity to put a large percentage of their workforce because this is going to prove the working at home case. This is yep. the working at home case is something that people have been talking about for some time now oh, um, and this is the kind of proof of concept. Now, those companies will not need these big office premises anymore. Mm-hmm. So one it paves the way for smaller businesses to grow on a, a virtual basis by having mm-hmm. people working at home uh, and having the right technology set up for it and two bigger companies can actually scale down their expenses reduce the cost of their products uh, provide a better service and a cheaper product so i think we're in for a, a really big shift of so the employment business landscape um and, and that's just that's just one small element of of challenge uh, or of change that this whole coronavirus situation is presenting
1: yeah big time absolutely okay so I'm going to shift gears on you a little bit again um that was really really interesting I feel like what we're talking about will probably keep coming back to this so um so there's something that I've really really uh, been focusing on and uh, I'm assuming probably you've noticed it too um but how do you think social media has really uh helped yourself and other people uh, during this, this, I guess you call it a crisis or, or (laughs) shift, shift, I guess.
0: Yeah. You know, what I think is if we were, if this was 30 years ago and Mm -hmm. there was no internet, uh, there was no mobile phones, no social media, uh, imagine how lonely this world would be, you know, this situation would be, um, it wouldn't just be some of the elderly and vulnerable people that felt isolated Mm -hmm. it would be hundreds of millions of people right now would be isolated with very little opportunity to contact each other now with social media Uh, you've got the opportunity for people to connect Uh, you know you've got the house party app just one example that you hear about all over the world people downloading um, Skype and zoom and uh, formats like that not just for business but for personal use have gone through the roof in terms of how many people are using them Um, families who can't see each other because perhaps the the parents might be at risk you know older parents like my are parents of our people our age um, and and they can stay in touch with each other uh, mm-hmm. and i think you know it's hugely positive what social media has presented as an opportunity for us as a world to stick together and share information about what's happening in all the different countries yeah,
1: big time. yeah and it was like uh, initially when this first started to happen uh facebook i almost didn't even want to look at it it was all it was like you were saying everyone bitching and griping and complaining and and all these conspiracy theories and and it was like oh my god already just let it go and then and then all of a sudden like within like the last week almost there was this massive shift where it was now everyone's posting family stuff and videos doing stuff with their kids and and it's it's a very positive happy place now and it's like i understand there's probably still some of it that's not uh but it's just there's been, I've noticed on my own Facebook feed that there's just this massive shift towards very positive things. And it's 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 very refreshing. And it's, uh, yeah, is that something that you noticed?
0: Yeah, I think so. Do you know, I was actually thinking about it earlier. I was looking at Twitter. Um, and Twitter is one of the uh social channels where a lot of people are you know will troll other people and 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 you'll see some negative posts on there from people and actually i've noticed on there it's particularly that there's been a lot of positive content coming through um and i think it's really good you know I, i mean i don't know what your opinion is on social media as a whole but for me social media isn't the enemy um if we're seeing negative things on there it's because people are putting negative things on there Mm -hmm. if we're seeing positive things on there it's because people are putting positive things on there so the shift has been in the mindset of the of people who are locked in doors and are thinking do you know what we need to get positive right now and that's Mm -hmm. that's awesome man like that's so good that more people are trying to be positive and use social media for a positive uh a positive way as well
1: yeah it's been incredible um was it yesterday? No, I think it was two days ago. I got a phone call um, from uh, an, a friend of ours that we most actually used to work for when she was fresh out of university. And uh, she just connected with a post I'd made on Facebook and uh, and just called me just to let me know that she thought it was it was funny or, or whatever. And that's just what she called for. And it was like she just wanted to touch base and say hi. And I was like, that's awesome. you know, Just something that was... A little bit funny and positive that I had posted, connected with her, and she called. She actually phoned me up because of it, and then I haven't talked to her on the phone in a long time. And it was, uh, it was kind of, uh, it was kind of neat that, (laughs) you know, that someone felt felt the urge to phone me over something that I just posted on Facebook. Like that was pretty cool.
0: See, that's uh, that's another thing as well. Have you noticed that more people are picking up the phone to each other at the moment and talking to each other? Um, You know. Friends and family that probably haven't spoken for some time are now finding that they've got some time to talk.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't I've know if you've seen phone... that. I don't know if you've
0: <laughs> spoken to people. Yeah, <laughs> like on, I, I,
1: sorry. I, yeah, I've had a lot of messages and phone calls because people are because Melissa's a doctor. They're they're concerned about us, and uh, and like I like I definitely like I told you before we started this. I definitely was stressed um, when this first started, and 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 stress and a little bit a- of anger um just because people weren't taking it serious and i knew that people that weren't taking it yeah. serious were possibly exposing my wife uh, so yeah so um so yeah there was kind of that that angle um where was i going with this again <laughs> <laughs> we're <laughs> talking about
0: speaking to people on the phone i think oh yes that's, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. right so on the uh, phone. so yeah
1: so so yeah so uh so then it Dealing with that, dealing with that. Uh, yes, I definitely have uh, been pe- speaking to people a lot more, uh, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been it's been unique. Uh, but like I've been telling people, not not much has changed for me as a stay at home dad. Um, I kind of put a little less effort, yeah. effort into <laughs> into Avenge Remedy, uh but and put a little more effort in or time and and just my energy into the kids and Melissa. And I feel like this week. Yeah. Uh, the last few days, things have kind of like normalized a bit, and I'm not quite as stressed out, not angry <laughs> about anything, because uh, I definitely was frustrated there for a bit, and uh, and and that's the thing is like um, uh, frustration it was it was definitely having a ne- negative impact on my health. I I was getting really w- run down and wore out, and uh, so yeah, so I've kind of let go of that, uh, but yeah. I, I probably am talking to, on average, shh, like twenty to thirty people a day just online, like in, in texting and and on Facebook. And then, the phone calls not a lot, probably a couple phone calls a day, um, but not a huge amount. Have you noticed more phone calls? Because that's it seems like an archaic hey, yeah, thing now. Like, so. like when the, when the phone rings, it's almost like oh, must be an emergency or something, you know. <laughs>
0: Do you know, I, I still love talking on the phone to someone. I prefer a phone call to an email. And um, when I'm messaging with people on things like WhatsApp or through social media, I tend to keep that really short. Uh, But if anything requires, you know, a numerous amount of messages, I would personally always pick up the phone. Um, I I don't know, maybe that makes me old fashioned, uh, which seems strange that speaking on the phone seems old fashioned now, but I I like to hear someone's voice. I like to talk to someone. It's probably why I like doing podcasts as well. Yeah. uh, Because I get to talk a lot, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, uh, and I have spoken to a lot of, of friends and family. I, I think I've spoken to my mum at least once a day, if not twice a day, um, throughout this whole thing. She's someone who's been classed as high risk and has yeah. been told she has to stay indoors for 12 weeks. Oh, geez. Um, so I can't. we can't even go down and see her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got to have other people go and do shopping for her and all sorts of things because she's not very well. So, um, yeah, when things like that happen, you start to... You look for other ways to communicate and um and speak to people more often i think
1: yeah yeah that's that's very interesting yeah I, I i i think as the as texting and stuff has evolved the phone is something that it's it's gotta be like something really serious for me to even pick it up it's it's so strange yeah so you're 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 doing better than me man i i probably on average. I don't even know there's some weeks i probably only pick up the phone to call people maybe like 10 times or even less than that in wow. a week? yeah yeah that's interesting that's very interesting
0: maybe it's because i i sell for a living like in my day job uh yeah. and that requires a lot of communication um mm-hmm. and, and i've done a number of jobs in the past which require me to be on the phone 50 times a day plus yeah. um so me yeah, maybe that's and you know when i'm on the phone as well like a multitask i can have earphones in be on the phone have whatsapp on the computer screen and be des- designing a kitchen if i want to so <laughs> it's kind of like kills it means i can uh, kill two birds with one stone
1: yeah exactly okay so i'm gonna take you another direction again i like to keep things moving along okay. and switching up on you um something i, I like noticed it. and you've probably noticed because you're in a lot of the dad groups too. Um, there was a whole lot of negativity and just dads that, are, that were really struggling um, those, those first few weeks. Um, yeah. How were how you doing with that? Like, cause, cause you were like, I'm a stay-at-home dad, so for me, absolutely nothing changed. Absolutely nothing. In fact, things got better because the weather here got nicer, so we've actually had a lot more to do. But for a lot of dads, it was coming into a situation where they were gone most of the day and had the kids in activities yeah. and so on and so on. And now they're in a situation where they're at home with the kids Twenty four seven and the and their wife twenty four seven for a lot of people and it's just a, a huge change. Is that something that you experienced?
0: Um. Yes and no. I mean, here we're actually doing okay. It's but it was a little bit of a transition because you've got me working in one room, uh, my wife. Working in another room and a two year old running Mm -hmm. between the two rooms, you know, and that's that's been a little bit stressful Um, being on top of each other that much has been a little bit challenging and we've had to kind of work work through it and, you know, set not set boundaries, but just just not even set rules Mm -hmm. just commit to working as a team together. But I know of guys who are really, really struggling at the moment with being at home and uh, they're struggling because one, they've got to be around their kids all the time, two, they're trying to work at home. the the brutal honesty is that perhaps they're not as happy in their marriage and their life as as they might make out uh, mm-hmm. and uh, a situation like this is probably bringing a lot of stuff to the surface that they leave at the door when they leave in the morning mm-hmm. uh, and, and get rid of for a number of hours um i think uh, i think we're going to see the divorce rate go up in line with the birth rate in nine months time
1: <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, there's gonna be a baby boom. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, lots of divorces and lots of babies. So uh, it's it's gonna happen for sure.
1: So this is is a, as a, a something that I've dealt with a, a lot in life, and I'm I'm sure most guys do because it's it's kind of, I don't know if it's more a part of just being a guy, but like anger, and I think and that's what's coming out. I see a lot online. Um, in our dad groups is is a lot of guys are like very angry um, and like towards their kids and their wife do you have any like um, like suggestions for people just how to get past like an angry episode because it's something that I I I don't like I I swear my kids could shoot me with a gun and I would not get angry Uh, I think it's just part of of just (laughs) just my kids and same with my wife like she could probably accidentally stab me with a knife and it wouldn't set me off but with other people like other I've had other people push my buttons and and I have anger and I it's tough to snap out of it um is, is there anything that you can you can suggest that people could do to uh to get through an episode maybe they're stuck at home and they're just in an angry rage is there anything that you could suggest that someone like that could do
0: you know that's that's a difficult one but you know you and you're a better man than me i think because um i have sometimes i just get angry and frustrated and you know i'm not perfect and there has been times when i've shouted at my daughter and i probably shouldn't have done because really she didn't do anything that was that right. wrong i just got frustrated throughout the day um i think if there's one bit of advice i could give to anyone in that situation it's it's acceptance it's mm-hmm. acceptance of what is outside of your control we can't control our kids behavior we can't Mm -hmm. control what's going on outside our door right now the only thing you can control is your reaction to it and your behavior Um, and if you keep that in mind that your kids are going through 10 times worse of an ordeal than we are Mm -hmm. even if we think they're oblivious to it they're not they're frustrated, they're cooped up, they're looking to us for guidance, they're feeding off our own frustration, Mm -hmm. if that's the case. Um, And and they're throwing that back at us. And we've got to be understanding, we have to accept that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it won't work 100% of the time. But if you can keep that in your mind and for a few seconds, you might just be a bit more understanding. And that's, yeah, that's probably where I'd go with that.
1: Yeah, you're you're totally right, like, um, Bella, especially. And then, and then the two kids would feed off each other. But when I was very frustrated when this first started happening, uh, just with Melissa having to be exposed to it or possibly be exposed to it and then people not taking it seriously, um, Bella especially was very almost defiant. And she's just not usually that way. And it was definitely her feeding off of my... Kind of negative energy because I was not in a good headspace there for quite a while, and uh, and then once I kind of got my head straight and and <laughs> her attitude changed too because I you know whether I, I I didn't recognize like I didn't think I had changed at all towards her, but I I obviously did or or she was just sensing that something was not right, um, so yeah so I, getting in a good headspace is is going to have a better you know effect on your kids too. Um, yeah. And then something I noticed, like this was when I first, when our when our second daughter came along, um, Bella and I were really butting heads at, at first. And I thought it was just because of our second daughter, Sophie. And what it was, was I was spending a lot more time trying to keep the house clean and doing all that stuff. And, and I was spending a lot less time playing with her and, uh, And so it was just kind of shifting that priority. Um, You know, there's there's only so many hours in a day, so there's only so much I could do. But um, even to even right now, like my house is not, you know, as clean as it was when I had one kid. uh, But I spend a (laughs) a lot more time playing. And then when. If I notice that Bella is acting up or she's you know there's some behavioral issues usually all it is is she wants some more attention so I just stop what I'm doing and we'll go and and do something together for you know a lot of times it's only like 15-20 minutes and she's happy she just wants needs that extra attention for a little bit Um, so I think like if someone if you're uh, frustrated with your kids and getting angry instead of just feeding into that sometimes you just need to stop and go you know what, let's go do something fun. And even if that's just laying on the floor playing Play-Doh with bigger kids, something with bigger kids that I've heard from a lot of dads is go play those video games with your kids. Um, So many kids, uh, that has been a bonding thing with their parents. If their parents will just give in, and instead of vilifying those video games, go and play those games with your kids. Because, man, that's, that's that's a really big moment to connect with your older children if they're really into gaming.
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever they're into, you know, I mean, yeah. I can't comment for older kids, because mine's two years old. So uh, I, I haven't got as far as needing to, to connect with her at that age. Yet. Yeah,
1: but
0: <laughs> it, it, it makes sense that, you know, in fact, if you think about teenagers they're you know, from the age of kind of 12 upwards, they're going to be feeling this even more because they are used to having a certain amount of freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a huge wake up call. Uh, an experience for them Um, and when I say wake up call I mean they're seeing something that uh, that even we didn't see in our earlier years you know Um, and in many ways I think it's positive that our kids are seeing an experience like this because they're getting a taste of the real world Um, despite all the negativity and you know how serious this crisis is I think our kids will be stronger because they've gone through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, f- from a parent perspective, if, if you can connect with your kid during a crisis like this and you can lead by example and show them how to behave, you, the relationship that you would have with your child going forward, it's going to be unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's going to be so much stronger, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's something, uh, it's kind of really simple and basic, basic but I think probably... The best thing you can do with your kids during these sort of times is uh, get rid of the serious stuff and try to be like not all the time, but just try like play with your kids and be goofy and be silly and because I think that's like when it comes down to it, I think that's really how you know you connect with your kids and it just just doing stuff with them on you know on the most basic simple level. Um, I think a lot of times we think we have to do these big elaborate things with our kids in order to bond with them. But I, I I really don't think it's that. I think it's literally just the really simple things. Uh, even like just, you know, sitting down watching a movie and eating some popcorn kind of thing, like really just basic stuff. Um, yeah. So again, we're almost at the half hour mark, so I'm going to move on to uh, another question for you and then I'll, and then I might let you go. (laughs) 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 Okay. So this is, this is, uh, a really tough question. Um, okay. So, what for you do you think makes your life a kick-ass life? So, it like I've, I've explained on other podcasts, that doesn't mean that it's uh, you know running a Fortune 500 company or or being a NASCAR driver or something. Um, having a kick-ass life for everyone is different, and so it's just basically what does living a kick-ass life for you mean?
0: To you know, if you'd have asked me this question six months ago, I would have given you a very different answer. <laughs> I would have told you that a kick-ass life for me means being a millionaire and having yep. all the things that I wanted. Yep. Um, the truth is now, a kick-ass life for me means getting up in the morning and doing that one thing that makes me happy every single day and having time for my family. Uh, and if that doesn't mean that I'm a millionaire, I'm OK with that. As long as yes. the bills are paid, a roof over our heads some small creature comforts but happiness man it's got to come first and uh you know for for anyone who wants to have a kick-ass life if if you want to have that kind of life you've got to lead i believe you've got to lead with happiness uh if you if you're happy everything else will follow
1: so this is going to build off that so how how do you um how how do you become happy you find
0: that one thing that you want to do you know um a lot of people will take this back to their jobs, and I think particularly dads. Uh, I, you know, this isn't to uh, to to take anything away from the the mums, mm-hmm. but when you look at dads, and and in the traditional sense of a dad, and this is still the case for a lot of families, is that the dad is the main breadwinner. Winner once the uh, once, once the wife goes into maternity leave and the baby's born. And so many dads end up getting stuck doing a job that they don't love Mm -hmm. because all they need to do is put food on the table and the fear of not being able to meet their commitments means they don't take a risk to do what actually makes them happy in life Mm -hmm. Um, and making a leap finding that one thing that makes you happy you know I, I i i call it finding your why which i learned from from something else from a, a book actually but if you find your why you mm-hmm. find your purpose you'll find happiness
1: absolutely well i think that's a good note to end on um cool. thank you so much for coming on charlie and thank you for getting me uh, going on this this podcast adventure I really appreciate it. Oh, man. That. Thanks for having me. No, you're,
0: <laughs> you're smashing it. You're doing really good. And uh, I know you're going to get loads of listeners. It's going to grow massively. And uh, you just your voice as well. I could just listen to you talk for hours, man. So it's all good.
1: <laughs> it's my microphone. It's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I think people feel the same about you because you have a, uh, uh, an accent. So us Canadians will be all over the fact that you. He, that that guy's got an accent so <laughs>
0: yeah it's, it's yeah. not quite the charming british accent that uh, everyone <laughs> hopes for but there
1: you go uh, thanks again Rob. i appreciate awesome. it bro. we'll talk to you soon brother take care